Hey, White Sox fans, it's Crystal O'Keefe with episode 15 of Visiting Dugout, brought to you by the Southside Sox and a part of Fans First Sports Network. Today on the show, I have Michael. Michael, would you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm uh, Michael Farina. I do the Royal Deluxe Podcast, another Fans First podcast covering the Kansas City Royals. And uh, I'm here today to talk about them, talk about the White Sox, things that we have uh, surprisingly a lot in common. As yeah. teams that I think are kind of disappointing this season in different <laughs> ways. Not, it's not been fun so far for any of us. Yeah. All right. So as we're recording, the Royals are in last place still in the American League Central, but the White Sox are just barely above them. We're really like eking out a win somehow. Um, so... <laughs> What's going on in Kansas City? Uh, so, even though the Royals, you know, they're still in last place and they, they still have the second worst record in the American League, I believe, only behind Oakland, um, they're ki- they've kind of normalized into the team that we thought they were going to be this season, which is to say they have a pretty good or even sometimes really good offense, but their pitching is very, very questionable. And it actually, we kind of reached more of an extreme on both levels where again sometimes the offense is really good and then the pitching is like oh my god this is the worst pitching staff ever because you know we thought at least Brady Singer would be a good pitcher and he's been different every single start uh, usually really bad and then there's no one else and there's no one in AAA who's coming up to save us uh, we're kind of counting on you know someone coming back from injury like Daniel Lynch uh, we don't we, maybe we'll be back in the next week or so that's about it, though. So our pitching is just awful. It's most likely not going to get better. But, hey, we can at least hit the ball pretty well. Yeah, you can do that. Um, so the Royals were not very active during, you know, the offseason for free agency. So do you think anything will come kind of at the trade deadline? Or do you have anybody in mind that you think would just be a good fit and you really hope the Royals go after? Um, yeah, the Royals do have a lot of, um, guys on the roster, especially in the bullpen that can definitely be a uh, good trade candidates. Like Scott Barlow is, uh, he, he, he was, he was off to a terrible start, but now he's back to kind of becoming, or back to being one of the better closers in baseball. And he still has a year of team control left. We hope that he can still have a lot of value at the deadline. Our oldest Chapman has really, um, revived his career this season. He's back to throwing 104 for the first time in years. Um, so we think he's going to be a good guy uh, at the deadline. Amir Garrett is another guy who's been pretty good this year. We definitely have uh, pieces to trade, so hopefully um, I don't have anyone specific that we can go after, but hopefully we can bring back some starting pitching prospects or just really any pitching prospects at this point for uh, what we can give up. Yeah, so I know you know the one big signing there was Jordan Lyles, two years, $18 million. He's lost every single start so far. Uh, so again, I mean, what's, what's kind of the move with him? Uh, we, 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 well, we brought back, we brought in Jordan Lyles because we just simply needed someone to pitch those innings. We don't yeah. have starters that can go deep into the games. We don't really have guys who can reliably go six innings. So we brought this guy in thinking, Hey, He's pitched 180 innings the past two seasons. He's something. He's somebody. He will simply get us through the night. And 
you know, if he had, if he just did what he normally does throughout his entire career, post a five ERA with a lot of innings, we would accept that. That would be fine. I don't think there'd be any complaints. Unfortunately, he can't even do that. He has a seven ERA this season. Uh, he's probably the worst pitcher in baseball this year. Um, most earned runs by any pitcher this season. Most home runs allowed, which is the weirdest mm, thing because you yeah. pitch in Coffin <laughs> Stadium, bro. It's a big stadium. Um, and it, it's really frustrating. And I think the worst part about it is that you can't really be mad at Jordan Lyles specifically. It's just the fact that this team has to rely on Jordan Lyles. The fact that we've gotten to the point where we can't develop five pitchers who are better than Jordan Lyles. That's why he's on this roster. And um, we're just kind of stuck with him, it looks like. Yeah. I did take a look at your prospects. And I know John McMillian, is, he's pretty young, McMillian. But do you have any hope for him? Because he does seem like he's got a really great arm. He is young. Is that, you know, is that trade bait or is that someone that you could see joining the team eventually? Mm, maybe not this season, but we definitely like, yeah, he has been a, a really good sign of progress in our minor league system. It's mostly like our lower levels that are progressing really well. Like mm -hmm. I think um, just recently it was mentioned that the lower A and higher A and double A teams all have like the highest strikeout rate of their respective leagues in the minor league system. So wow. It does seem like things are progressing. It's just that progression is probably not going to show um, for another couple of years as those guys get older and move up through the system. Yeah, of course. So where do you see the Royals sitting, you know, mid-season, but then again, maybe towards September, do you think it's going to get any better or is this just full down, tear down, rebuild? Um, unfortunately, with the pitching the way it is and just no – immediate help in sight. I think that it's kind of going to stay this way. I don't know if they're going to like fall to the worst team in, as the worst team in baseball or anything, but they're probably still going to be a bottom five, bottom 10 team, both mid season. And um, by the end of the year, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, the white Sox will probably right be right there with you to keep you company. So don't worry too much. <laughs> do, do you have like a, if you had to pick, so far in the season from what you've seen from the Royals, do you have like your, you know, you've got to pick somebody from the Royals today. Do you have an MVP candidate so far from what you've seen? Hmm. Um, it's a pretty good question. I would say, um, you know, Salvi, he's been, he, he's not only hitting well again, he's hitting like 2021 Salvi when he yeah. had 48 home <laughs> runs. Like he's been awesome. And behind the plate, he's actually improved defensively. Like he was, seen as the worst pitch framer in the league and he's now slightly better than that so which which is great um but i might actually i might say vinny pasquantino uh he's just like the best pure hitter that the royals have seen in a while like he just he's kind of the complete package as a hitter he just hits the ball sees the ball takes walks doesn't strike out a lot hits for power he does it all and he's mm -hmm. really been the um the on team uh, clubhouse leader as well just the, the guy who really speaks on the behalf of the team brings the whole clubhouse together he's just a great guy to have around um both on and off the field so i think i'm going to go with him yeah he was a real um pain in the butt for that first series <laughs> with the white socks so i could i could see that that's a good answer all right we're going to take just a quick break to pay some bills and we will be right back to break down the series yeah 
All right, welcome back again. I'm Crystal O'Keefe. I've got Michael Farina on to talk about the Royals. So let's let's break down this series. So, as a reminder, White Sox did just lose three of four to the Royals. They did not complete the sweep. They did take the series just you know against the Guardians, but they're still not in a good position. So, how do you feel? with the knowledge that you did just take three of four and, you know, how do you just feel going into the series with them again? Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. The White Sox are a really interesting team where it seems like on paper, they have, you know, like all the talent in the world and you just hope that this team will start clicking at some point and start winning some games. And, I don't know if maybe it, it it did start to happen against the Cleveland series because I do see y'all got some really good wins against them, both uh, two five-run games uh, that worked in your favor, so that's pretty cool. Um, and it's funny because we actually just played the Padres and somehow took a three-game series against them, and that's another team where it's like that team has so much talent and it's mm-hmm. got to win at some point, right? So I'm sure they were looking at the Royals thinking, hey, this is going to be our get-right series, and I'm sure the White Sox are once again thinking, hey, come on, the Royals aren't that good. We can beat these guys. <laughs> um, it might be evenly matched if they continue, if the White Sox play at the level they've been playing this whole season so far, which is not very good. But, you know, if the offense that they showed in Cleveland is, you know, the offense that they bring to uh to uh, Kansas City, or rather, you know, when they play Kansas City, then uh, it might be a better series for you guys. One can hope. <laughs> it's been abysmal covering <laughs> this, hope. this team so far. So what are your keys for them to take this series from the White Sox? Um, I would really just say just stay on top of the ball. Uh, just getting the, the, the guys that we're going to send out are not very difficult to hit. Zach Greinke. Um, who's actually a a terrible pitcher on the road this season. I don't remember what his ERA on the road right now is because it got a little bit better, but it was like nine uh, going into last week or so. So, um, you know, he's pitching on the road again. That's going to be kind of scary for us. And then Jordan Lyles, once again, oof. (laughs) I don't know about that one. And then we don't even have a, a probable starter for Sunday. It could be another bullpen game. Maybe we'll bring back Daniel Lynch for his season debut. I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure right now. So, um, yeah, just just a study up on what these pitchers can do because it's not a whole lot. Yeah, you actually um, kind of get – you start to get kind of the better end of our rotation because Dylan Cease has been a little questionable, unfortunately. But you get Michael Kopech, who is one of those who he's got – He's got the talent. He's so good, but he's got to kind of just get out of his his head when he does, you know, mess up or give up a run because he gets incredibly frustrated and he just has to level out. And then you've got Lucas Giolito, who is back to like 2020 Lucas Giolito, where he was just lights out incredible. And then Lance Lynn, who is, he's figuring it out. He just had a really great start the other day. Um, which we were, you know, starting to get a little concerned about him because he seemed to just not have it in him anymore. So, yeah, you do kind of get the not-so-easy end of our lineup. Yeah, Lucas Giolito has historically pitched well against us as well. 3.64 ERA, 21 starts. 
Um, for some reason, we just can't really do much of it against him, especially when he's, you know, having an actually good season, which he seems yeah. to be this year. But you've also got, you know, Tim Anderson playing against you guys, and he has been slumping. You know, he used to be this Royals killer, mm-hmm. Brad Keller drama. Um, <laughs> but he's been, he's actually been really slumping to the point where I'm getting just a little concerned about him. So it might be really evenly matched this time around. One can hope again. So do you feel like, I know you said Vinny's kind of your MVP, and I mentioned earlier that he he does kind of kill the Sox. Do you think he's the biggest threat on the Royals right now, or do you think there's somebody else going into the series that might be more of a threat? So Vinny actually was in a slump and maybe still has been in a slump the, this past week, past couple of weeks. Um, I can't say for sure. He actually He's actually on a three-game hitting streak and then hit his first home run um on may 17th the first that he had in eight days so you never know uh you know Vinny's numbers are always so good that you can't really tell when he's in a slump and the thing is when he got into the slump but the rest of the offense uh really fired on all cylinders so um the two that have really been exciting so far this season well maybe just one uh michael garcia was called up but he's kind of cooled off uh nick prado though he was. He started the year um, on the roster, then got optioned pretty early on. Came back, and he has been like he came back haunted ever since he came back. Uh, he's hitting uh, 350 with a 440 on base. He's just been crushing and seeing everything. He takes pitches. He takes walks really, really well. Um, he's been just such a spark plug for this lineup. So that's a guy you got to look out for. Mm-hmm. We have surprisingly had a lot of luck lately with people that we know are good, but it wasn't expected. Like Jake Berger was not even on our opening day roster. They called him up after Eloy Jimenez was, you know, injured and then had appendicitis Mm. in Cincinnati. Um, But he has been just completely mashing, which is, it's fun to watch because he's just a cool dude. But then Gavin Sheets and Luis Robert Jr. are both on a tear and they really weren't in that Kansas City series. So of course, I'm hoping that they can, no offense, tee off on like Jack tomorrow or absolutely <laughs> poor Jordan. But yeah, so we'll move on from the Royals and the White Sox because they are depressing. Let's just move on a little more league wide now. Like what if, what are you seeing this so far this season that is maybe shocking or, you know, just fun and then who do you kind of see going all the way this year or even your underdog really just kind of break down how you're feeling about the season so far this season I don't know I don't know about you but this season is really really weird to me like (laughs) so much of it just makes absolutely no sense it feels like every single free agent that was signed last year or or rather this winter is having a terrible season Uh, it's like no one is doing well um, and and the teams, like the standings, like everything is so weird. Why are the Pirates good this year? <laughs> Where did they come from? They're not supposed to, I thought th- I actually thought they were going to be like a 95 loss team or a 100 loss team. I thought they were going to be bad, bad. It's Kutch. Um, it's Kutch. Andrew McCutcheon came back and suddenly yeah, I, something happens and it was good. Yeah, I do love that for them. I do love Kutch. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just so, so many weird things going on. So many teams underperforming. Um, the team that I do really like, and I hope that they can manage to uh, 
keep it up is the Diamondbacks. I predicted mm. them being a surprisingly good team this season. And so far, they're still holding their own in that super, super tough division with the with the Dodgers and the Padres, even though the Padres are underperforming a lot this season. Um, so I hope that they can stick around. Um, and teams that the one team that I think is clear and convincingly just fantastic is obviously the Rays. Like they, it's hard to ignore them with not only their record but just every single aspect of their game. Like they lead baseball and. In everything, mm-hmm. they lead it in runs scored, runs allowed. How they score those runs, how they allow those runs or prevent those runs, they do everything so well. It's really hard to think that they are, they're not going to be the best team this year. Um, but you never know when the playoffs start. Everything always changes. Matter. Yeah, that's true. I've been really shocked with just how the Dodgers and the Astros have not been that great this year. I, I kind of. I kind of pictured, you know, at the start of the season that the Astros would not be as good because they, you know, they have a lot of injuries already and they are, you know, without Justin Verlander now. And, you know, the first series I talked to, I talked to uh, Ben, who is a big Astros fan, and he was even saying, like, he doesn't feel great about this season for the Astros because of just a really slow start and all of these injuries that pile up and affect it early on when it you can really get down bad but the Dodgers were a big surprise too for me because I feel like you think of teams that are dominating and it's always those two but also the Yankees are down bad right now (laughs) which again just completely blows me away you know I'm actually not that surprised about the Yankees I actually I thought last year they weren't going to be that good because it felt like they only made lateral moves on that mm-hmm. roster like they didn't go out and get anyone big they traded for josh donaldson and isaiah kiner falefa it's like stuff that wasn't necessarily bad but it didn't improve and then mm-hmm. aaron judge puts up like the best season ever so that definitely helped them a lot but i feel like that that magic has kind of worn off and now they're finally back to like like this is kind of what i thought the yankees were going to be they're still pretty good um but maybe not like a deep playoff team which is what they want to be what the, what their fans expect them to be do you see cashman getting fired this season i think oh, they're all tough. kind of calling for his head right now i mean they've been calling for his head for like five years <laughs> it's, it's really tough to say so i would like to i don't know maybe in a in a perfect world for yankees fans it does happen but i don't know if that ownership actually cares enough to fire cashman if they don't care enough to spend more on this roster to you know spend as much as the dodgers and the mets and the padres at this point yeah um, i don't know if they're going to think that the gm is the problem i mean hey he's still leading the team to the playoffs every season true that's our hope is that rick hahn is fired but nobody actually sees that happen (laughs) we a lot of whites i think we are to this point where we are just so bitter and distraught about this team just being so bad that every one of us kind of agrees that they're just going to throw, you know, their brand new manager, Pedro Gafal. Like we, we think he's just going to be thrown under the bus. He's going to be the victim of this. And Kenny Williams and Rakan are all going to just retain their positions, even though they are the worst and they don't bring anyone in at all. So yeah, I'm just excited to see how it plays out. I always just am more interested in what managers are going to get fired this year. Do you mind if I ask? Yeah. Um, 
How do you feel about Pedro Gafol as a manager so far? Um, so he when he came in, I actually was really excited. I know he didn't have as much experience as I think a lot of people were hoping, but he came in and he kind of charmed the city of Chicago really quickly. And I still don't have anything against him. I just really question some of his moves. But also the White Sox are just very weird about putting people on the injured list. And I don't know if it's if it's Pedro that's, you know, keeping people off and being reserved or if it's coming down from, you know, Rick Hahn to not pe- like because Yasmani Grandal should really be on the injured list right now. Like a lot of players, they're they're rushing back or they're not putting them there at all. Hmm. So that really bothers me. And his his bullpen management is a little questionable, but I don't mind him. I think it was a nice move. Obviously, we needed somebody that was not Tony La Russa, so I I like him. I I wish they would win more games, but I, I just I have this bad feeling that he's going to be the scapegoat this year. Hmm. Well, that's, at some point, it's on the player uh, on the players uh, mm-hmm. to compete. But yeah, I was just curious because. You know, Pedro com- comes from the Royals organization. He was with the organization for a long time. Yeah. Lots of us thought that he should have been the manager in 2020 instead of Mike Matheny. So uh, I'm glad he finally got an opportunity to manage somewhere. But, yeah, uh, I was stunned that he was he was not pulled up for the Royals because, yeah, like you said, he's been there forever. But we'll see. Maybe he'll be back because the White Sox are irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, you know, and admittedly, we're not entirely convinced about the manager we have, Matt Quattrero, he was the bench coach for the Rays for a while. And um, he, I'm kind of in the same boat where I don't le- I don't love him, but I also don't really have enough evidence like against mm-hmm. him. You know, he's just kind of undecided so far. But, of course, teams 14 and 31, somehow that's his fault. So we'll see how yeah. long this lasts. Yeah, I'm kind of like, wait until I see where they're at in July and if they are still just – really just flopping i might have a differing opinion of him but for now I, I really don't mind him he was handed a dumpster on fire and he is doing his best right now to put that fire out but again we've got it's i mean it's rotted from the top down so he's doing yeah. the best he can <laughs> oh all right well Uh, Thank you again. This is your chance to, again, plug your socials. Please plug your podcast so everybody knows where to find you. All right. I am VMF in KC on Twitter. Uh, That's where I just post general stuff. And then Royal Deluxe. That is my podcast talking about the Kansas City Royals where, yeah, I just scream and cry a lot because things are bad. That's why I created this, so I don't have to scream and cry about the White Sox. I can hear other teams that possibly might be sad. You needed someone to, to help cope. This is my group therapy session right here, really, yeah. to be honest. All right, well, thank you so much, Michael, for coming on. Best of luck to you in this series. Maybe maybe just maybe the White Sox will win one, but yeah. hey, good and luck. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good luck to you, too. Thank you.